every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was a huge not two points for our Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Uh, they just came up big. Mike Yo with the excellent coaching decision to pull the goalie when they didn't have the puck, uh, ensuring this game would not go to overtime, ensuring a regulation loss. Uh, the Devils win in regulation against the New York Rangers tonight. Yeah, you have the Coyotes and the Kraken playing each other. Uh, an excellent way for the Flyers to make up ground tonight. Let's hope that Arizona and Seattle will three-point game there so everyone picks up a little ground on the Flyers and they can fall further down in the standings because that's what this season's all about now this season is about falling as far down in the standings as is humanly possible and also uh, watching some good Zach McEwen fights I hope he fights in every game for the rest of this season because what the hell else is there I watching this game tonight and really it's something I've wanted to bring up uh, for the last for the last little bit, um, Travis Konechny, well, let's start in, with the generals here. While the season is over and completely meaningless, there will be evaluations made uh, based on how players uh, perform over these last 20 games and really uh, over these last few months that we've been through. And I want to know how much stock you're putting in them because for a while I've kind of just been done with TK and man, he's starting to suck me back in. Like looking at a potential Farabee Hayes TK second line, something like that, man, that is, that's a perfect depth scoring line. Like that's exactly what you want. Now, obviously uh, with, if Sean Couturier is going to come back and be the one C, which we expect to be the case, I would love, you know, at least one, if not two, dynamic offensive talents paired with him uh, in order to produce some offense. Again, this is all, as I've said over and over, based on the idea that they're not going to rebuild because they said they're not going to. So it's about the idea of how can they actually make this aggressive retool work. And I'm just watching Travis Konechny, and he's still he's still not shooting. He's still, uh, you know, not putting pucks on net. He's not scoring goals, but he is making plays like crazy out there. And I'm not going to be surprised a little bit uh, when the season ends and we find out he needs wrist surgery, he needs shoulder surgery, something like that. And that's why he just cannot shoot. Uh, That won't shock me in the least, but I want to know first thing off the bat here, how much stock are you personally putting in these next 
you know, now 19 games. Uh, like, if a player really shows up, obviously JVR, like, they, JVR can score a hat trick every game for the next 19 games, and they just have to get out from under that contract. But a guy like TK, who is so – he's very polarizing in the uh, in the Flyers community. Uh, he could probably get you a decent return. He's probably going to go on to be a pretty good player somewhere else. I'm starting to get sucked back in on Travis Konechny. I, I feel it happening. Uh, I want to know how you all feel. Like, are there certain players who can impress you in these in these final 19 games now, uh, or is it all just? Uh, they even said on the broadcast it was it was you know different context uh, with the JVR goal because it was a nice goal. Uh, but like you know, tree fall in the woods. Like, is that what this season is now? It does not matter what anyone does because it's meaningless. They're playing exhibition games. Me personally, I'm not putting a lot of stock in it for most guys, but man, I just feel myself getting sucked back into TK. Like I can't get sucked back in to, to Ivan Provorov. Uh, I think Sanheim is what he is. They're going to have to keep some defensemen. I hope it's Sanheim over Provorov. I, I like what I've seen out of Sanheim, but ultimately – He's a nice little second pair defenseman and probably not much else. Uh, but what are you really putting into this? Because I think there's going to there's gonna be not a push from the front office because they don't give a fuck. They don't care about PR or anything. Um, they're just going to force feed us whatever they do. Uh, if they cared about any of that, you know, Rasmus Ristolainen wouldn't have $25.5 million guaranteed, and Claude Giroux would be told there is no guarantee. Uh, yeah, so they don't give a shit. But I feel like there is going to be a narrative around certain guys like, oh, you know, after the trade deadline, after that weight was lifted, they really they really performed. And to TK's credit, he's been performing uh, for a while leading up to this, one of the few guys. But like, I'm not going to be heartbroken if he gets traded. But, man, I just see a real role for him here. Uh, on like a second line, not with Couturier on a first line or something like that. I want two dynamic offensive players alongside him, but I just see a, a Farabee Hayes connecting line really working uh, in a in this in this aggressive retool. So, what are you thinking about that? Uh, plenty to talk about with you know the we're in the final quarter of the season now. It's happening. Trade deadline is passed, so anything you want to, any way you want to go with the uh, conversation tonight, I am wide open. So let's lead it off with Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How you doing tonight, Harris? Um, I guess it's kind of poetic or fitting that uh, Ristolainen, I think it was the second Detroit <laughs> goal, he just shovels the puck to nowhere, and then Bertuzzi takes it and gets it right to Vrana, and then it's in the back of the net. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, it was just – it was a banner night. If you are a Ristolainen hater, the first period tonight was uh, – it was everything you dreamed of. Him him running in the heart, uh, him having that turnover. Now, I will say, like, that turnover is bad, but, you know, th- there's a few other guys out there that could have helped out. But he had a horrible first period, and it's really – like, there are some guys who are performing better uh, over the last couple of weeks – uh, in the last few games, really, uh, they've stepped up at least a little bit to play to their potential. Ristolainen seems to be worse. Yeah, and, and with that second goal, yeah, to be fair, like his his other um, – the left uh, shot defense or whoever it was on that side wasn't – if it was Sandheim, just wasn't the correct spot. His forwards weren't 
uh, far enough back, but Wisselin's got to know at this point in his career that, oh, if my teammates aren't over there, I can't just shovel it hoping someone's going to get it. Like, yeah, you know? I really thought I really thought he was going to be um, he was going to be Luke Shen with a little bit more puck moving, a little bit more offense. He's he, a better skater. He, he, he's a good he's skater. A better ska- he's a much better skater, but he treats the puck like a grenade just like Luke Shen. Yeah, it's just it's did Buffalo really ruin him? Because if you remember, I think his the World Junior, I think twenty fourteen, he like he had the OT winner and he was like a monster in that tournament. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy's I mean, really good in the league. Look at him. He was this size at World Junior. He's a fucking man out there. Like of yeah. course he was good in that situation. That's true. Um, I guess what I would be looking for for the last quarter of the season is um maybe like Tippett and Konechny or um re- like see if York and Tippett can get it going on the power play. Like you put yeah. on that left dot in the Ovechkin Stamco spot and you have York just feeding passes and see if York can like full time QBA power play, which like, be a be a power play quarterback, whether it's ultimately on a first or second unit. Yeah. Like, can he take that role? That's how, and like players ascending players, yeah. it's different. Like Farabee's an ascending player and he's been good when he's been healthy this season. Yeah, uh, yeah like Owen Tippett. Granted, maybe he's not this good. He's just excited. He's getting his chances. He's playing for a shit team. He's looked strong in his two games. Uh, Cam York, obviously he's he's out there working for a job uh working to stay in the lineup being everyday nhl or so like those guys you're going to evaluate differently than say a connect me or a Provorov because they're they're veterans at this point so like it's it's a little different like i'm not going to judge i'm not going to just say oh pressure's off fuck them to the to the young guys because this is their chance yeah and and with york like he qb that power play for the um ntdp with Hughes and Zegris and Turcotte and Caulfield. And so like he has to prove that like he can still do it or do it to some degree at this level and find guys in the right spots, keep the, the puck in and make the right decisions and look what like try to be anywhere close to the, the level of intellect that some of the better power play QBs are with Konechny, Like you would hope if you can find chemistry and find the right situation with line mates that he can keep doing this or get back to his 1920 form in Philadelphia. But I almost feel like he's just going to do better somewhere else. Like it could be another Justin Williams situation, but you can't no, trade him when he has no value. You have to trade him when he has peak value at a deadline, when someone's desperate at the draft, when someone really wants him, you can't just trade. Yeah, and- That's why they didn't trade him a couple of days ago. That's why they did. So, yeah, and, you know, he's got term on his deal, but he's a young enough guy that I think teams might be willing to take the risk. Uh, maybe not a team, like, pushing for a Stanley Cup right now, but uh, someone would uh, would want to take on that deal. But, yeah, I think TK – like, we said a couple of weeks ago on BSH, he has Justin Williams written all over him. Like, I think he's a good player and just needs to get something going. And just watching him play right now, he's doing all the stuff – yeah. that he did when he was good. He just can't seem – he doesn't seem interested in shooting all that much. It makes me think he just can't. Like, I will not be shocked when it's like, oh, yeah, he's got a separated shoulder. Or, oh, yeah, he needs yeah. the, the Giroux double wrist surgery, whatever. Yeah, and uh-huh. obviously I saw your tweet about uh, the Seattle-Arizona game and hoping that goes to OT. In the OT, course. baby, three-point game. 
Devils, Devils beat the Rangers tonight. This was a huge one for the Flyers yeah. losing in regulation. I, I just have a hunch that, like, so Montreal, Seattle, and Arizona fans are talking about, okay, like, we're in a really good spot to get Shane right. I don't think any of those teams win the lottery. I think it comes from that second tier with Ottawa, Philadelphia, New Jersey, or Buffalo. I think one of those teams jumps up. That's my hunch. I so could that, I could see that, Harris, and thanks a lot. Like, I could see the league wanting to try to, like – but Buffalo, like, their ownership is garbage, and not garbage in the way we think Flyers' ownership is. Like, Buffalo's ownership is bad for the league. Uh, like, Flyers' ownership, say what you will about them, like, they're one of the organizations who fund this league. Uh, so, but I do think maybe, you know, losing losing Jack Eichel, it could be one of those Cleveland situations. Like, oh, yeah, you lost LeBron. Look at that. You won the lottery. Uh, like, I could see that happening to Buffalo. But why can't the league just reward us? Like, you know, in, in what was it, 07, we get the number two pick, even though we only won 22 games and we miss out on Patrick Kane, who, whatever, but scored a, a Stanley Cup winning overtime goal against us. We win a lottery and the dude fucking sucks. Uh, you know, he's terrible. He's going to be out of the league in two years, Nolan Patrick. Can't the league just reward us with a, with, with a top pick? It doesn't even have to be the first pick. Give me a top three pick, really. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. What's I actually tonight, was thinking uh, when it was two nothing tonight, this might be the worst team in NHL history. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, and then when Keith Yandall fell face first on the ice, that clinched it for me. I, I that was, you know what? It's hard to take anything that happens the rest of these seasons seriously. As long as they're playing Yandel, they're bringing Nate Thompson back later in the week. I really can't wait. I mean, this is a total tank. It really really seems like they're leaning into it now. It's not fair to the younger players the way they're playing the last 20 games. I mean, how are they supposed to uh, play well when, when, you know, you have other blockers, I guess called blockers in front of them? Yeah, like I'm watching over the last few weeks, I'm watching Carter Hart like he's had so many games where he's played well and given up four goals. It's been unbelievable. Like it's 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 comical at this point. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, But like the team is just so fucking horrible. And I want to point out something Kelly said on today's podcast. We were talking about the idea like the team just seemed to play looser, play freer, like a weight had been lifted off their shoulders after the Giroux trade. And she said, well, if that was true, then they would continue to play well tonight. And then they come out and have that first period. And it's like, no, this team's just fucking horrible. I don't know if you realize, but every time Chuck Fletcher has talked recently, he talks about the younger guys. This retool, I I really – that's a Dave Scott comment. I'm not sure Fletcher's on board with that. It it just doesn't – it doesn't – I don't know how they're going to do a retool with this. I don't know what they're going to trade. I I just don't understand. I don't know either, but I think they're going to try to middle it, Warren. I think we're kind of going to be – we're kind of going to be in Hextall territory again where they're they're half in on both sides. Like we have some pretty good players. They're going to try to go out and sign some free agents, but also they're going to try to acquire some young guys, and it, it's just going to be uh, – 
I don't want to be overly negative because nothing's happened yet. Dumb shit yeah, happens all the time. They could get lucky, make it work. There is a blueprint that they have followed through before. Uh, you know, they went from 22 wins to the Eastern Conference Final in one off season. It's definitely possible. But goddamn, I just do not have optimism in the people making these decisions. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, Fletcher is just gun shy at this point. He's just so mediocre. Like, I don't expect him. Like, someone brought up on Twitter today to me, like, all right, if the Flyers were were selling and they're trying to accumulate these assets, like we talked about on the podcast today, they're they're targeting these 2023 picks because everyone says the 2023 draft is deeper, and so people are going to want those picks this offseason looking ahead to next year's draft. Why weren't the Flyers in on, like, trying to facilitate three-way trades? Why didn't they take an expiring contract to get an asset? Like, I don't ex- – yeah, you're going to have to get creative this offseason, and Chuck Fletcher just doesn't seem to have that in him. Yeah, one last thing. Ryan Ellis, will he ever play another game for the Flyers? I – man, I – I assume like they still haven't like they still that the comment they made about him this week that they still haven't decided whether or not he needs surgery. Like what the fuck is this guy eight years old? Like what what have we been waiting for? Like what? (laughs) It's been five months. He's been hurt since they got him. What what do you mean? We don't know if he needs surgery yet. It sounds like they're just trying to decide whether he needs cancer surgery or open heart surgery. They can't like, figure I, it out. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's wild. Bizarre. It's this organization is just a joke at this point. Thanks a lot, Warren. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off. Jump back on if you have another comment to make. Let's go to Jason H. Jason H. You're live on the post game. Jason. Hey, sorry go. about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. You know, it's funny because I know you're a baseball fan. You just got my attention. Um, do you remember Masato Tanaka with the Yankees? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They did pretty much the same thing with him where, like, the whole year it was like they knew he had a rip in his elbow, and they played him, played him, played him, and then went through the offseason. They're like, well, we're not sure if he needs surgery. We're not sure if he needs surgery. We might, you know, just might heal. And then it was like spring training the next year. He blew out his elbow and had Tommy John. He was out the whole year. Yeah, it's uh, I think it was I think Shaq one time in the NBA like needed surgery and he's like, well, I wasn't going to do it during the summer or my fucking vacation and like just took the first couple of months of the season off because like, is that what we're looking towards? Like we're going to be in we're going to be in July or August and finally it's decided Ryan Ellis needs surgery and then. Oh, look at that. He's out for the first month. We still don't have a number one defenseman. Like, it's just such a weird middle situation. I don't understand the direction this team is taking. Uh, if you give me permission to switch subjects for two seconds here. No, go right ahead. I got I to know two things. Number one, were you at the Roman Rumble? Uh, the it was 2015 in Philly? Yeah. Yes, absolutely I was. And I need to know what event you were at when you almost got in the fight with the guy. A fight with a guy? Yeah, you said it was an indie event that you said you almost got in a fight with a guy over something. And you didn't oh, clarify it was a, on it. I, uh, I think it was a GCW show like this summer oh, where somebody God. just, yeah, somebody just kind of, it was very weird because those shows are such like fun parties and like a great community. And there's just like one drunk being an asshole getting in my face about something. And I was, 
I just told him, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> that was basically it. Well, last thing I'll say, I'm assuming you went to the bingo hall back in the day, right? Uh, I, I was a little bit young for ECW, but I oh, did, man. I did eventually, I did eventually get there in my, uh, in my teens. Oh man. Uh, take care, but I uh, thank you very much for that. You got it, Jason. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I hate bringing everyone else down with wrestling, but it really truly is my first love. Uh, Reese LaRoche, Reese, you're live. Yeah. How's it going, Bill? How you doing tonight, Reese? Um, one, uh, take that I want to, um, kind of put out there was like, I know, um, like GMs overrate Rasmus Ristolainen and I know like, we don't think he's that good, but like, are we overrating him too? Because I know some people are saying like, he's like a bottom pair defenseman being played as like a top or a second pair defenseman. Like I'm starting to question whether he's genuinely an NHL defenseman. Like, that first goal, when Valeno went around the net, this guy, first of all, he didn't even cover a man. And second of all, he had to take Valeno because Valeno was just going around the net for a free shot. But he doesn't even do that. Instead, he just runs into Carter Hart and then proceeds to screen him. And then, <laughs> and then you know, Valeno gets, you know, an easy goal. Like, I'm genuinely questioning if – and the analytic – you know, Alex support this argument that is he even an NHL defenseman? Yeah, that's, you know, and I don't want to like, especially tonight, he had a bad game. I don't want to pile on one guy on a fucking horrible team. Like it just seems unnecessary. And all year I've just said, I like him. I do think that there's an element that he brings that is important. Uh, but man, are the flyers any harder to play against than they were last year? Like, they have Zach McEwen, who I love, in the lineup. They have Rasmus Ristolainen in the lineup. Are they any harder to play against? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to overreact to one game, but you know, all year I've said I, I think there's a place in the lineup for Ristolainen. It's just not on the second pair. And watching him, especially tonight, it's just like, does he suck? Like, I think. Like, you put him on a good team. Like, I, I know it's it's kind of useless talking, but I think it's just fun to, to have these types of conversations about, like, you know, because it's fun to have player analysis and stuff like that. Because that's at this point, it's all we can really do. But anyway, I digress. Like, no, like, point, uh, the idea of, like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, if he was on Tampa Bay and played 12 minutes, like, you or I could play 12 fucking minutes on exactly. Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. If I made a mistake, Andre Vasilevsky's behind me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the type of mistakes that are – it's to the point where, like, doesn't matter how good of, of a, on a team you are. Like, if you are running into your own goalie and screening him, that's on you. Like, your teammates aren't uh, – whether they're good or not, aren't going to stop you from running into your goalie and screening him. It's not only that. It's other plays, like, just turnovers or just – like, we've analytics are just mostly an individual statistic, and he's just shit at all of them. And he yeah, he's the eye test at all. And even he's so up, much worse with the puck than I thought he would be. Yeah. Like and, and even times where like Buffalo were actually decent when they went on that like um like ten game winning streak or whatever, and they almost like made the playoffs a few times. Like times where the team was looking well, like good. Rasmus Rusalinen was not even playing that well. And like oh, it's just it's really frustrating that he's on our team for five. Like I, I nothing personal against the guy. And, you know, I, I like 
the person Rasmus Ristolainen. I just don't like the hockey player at all. Yeah, and like I like what he represents, and thanks a lot, Reese. Uh, but like I do want a hard-nosed player. I do want a guy who takes the body and, and all that. But just man, it's uh, it, we talk about organizational priority, and I said on on BSH today, I do not fault Chuck Fletcher for telling Claude Giroux, I cannot guarantee you that we're going to bring you back. Can't fault him for that. Don't give him guarantees because you don't want to end up having lied to him. Uh, Like I said, we still hear about how Holmgren told Carter, you're not going to be traded and how that was the greatest betrayal since, uh, you know, fucking forever. Um, How uh, Benedict Arnold, that's what I was going for with that reference. Uh, (laughs) A little late, but I got it in. Uh, I, I I don't fault Fletcher for that, but the idea that you can guarantee Rasmus Ristolainen five years and $25.5 million, it's fucking silly. Like, it's, what, what, (laughs) what? Imagine if, would G have taken that contract? Like, would that have been enough to bring G back five years and and 25.5, 5.1 a season? It's a pretty big pay cut. uh, But imagine if you had offered that to him before you offered it to Risto. I don't know. Uh, Jason H., did you want to jump back in? Okay, maybe not. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're live on the post game. Uh, hey, Billy, you got me there? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight? I'm not too bad. How are, uh, how are you doing out there? Um, quite well, quite well. Yeah, that's good, man. I, uh, I actually missed, uh, well, whatever, I guess the last few there of trying to listen to your guys' podcasts. Um, and I, uh, felt like I was getting a little bit soft and I, uh, you know, it's, it'll be good to get a little bit of spite back here. I always enjoy that. Um, so just, uh, I've also haven't followed the team that much the last few weeks, but Jerry fucking Mayhew. I know, man. He, we like, lost our brother. <laughs> it's, it's really like, in a season where everything, literally everything <laughs> sucks, like he brought us the tiniest bit of joy, uh, just enjoying him, getting a shot, scoring some goals, working his ass off. And you know what? Good for him. He gets to go play for the Ducks. He gets another chance. You know, they claim him, so at least they got to play him. But, like, God, really? We, like, <laughs> we, 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 we got to lose we were this like guy. Fostering. I got to watch fucking Patrick Brown. <laughs> we like we were like fostering like one of those like puppies or something and they they, they took him away from us yeah like uh, all the bums on this team you could await like you had to get rid of this guy who we liked like get rid of the ones we don't care about they're gonna bring fucking nate thompson back into this lineup like who subtweets and quote tweets half of the fan base because they don't know hockey even though he's a horrible player on a horrible team like yeah let's let's get rid of jerry mayhew and bring him back this is advertiser content brought to you by frito-lay Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I, I do look forward to his next uh, interaction with uh, Alex there on Twitter. Like I, I hope that there's <laughs> a little bit more of a, of a romance that kind of continues to grow there. <laughs> I am praying, I am praying that Nate Thompson's first game back is like Ristolainen's first period tonight. <laughs> he uh, he might just delete his Twitter if that happens, but, you know, it, uh, that, that might be dreaming a little bit too much. Um, another thought I'll throw out at you here, like, uh, you know, we, we think about trades and, like, that that's going to have to be a, a way this team, uh, you know, rebuilds itself. I, I guess that's the way they're trying to go here. So, yeah. Um, I know like there's that mystical Matt Niskanen out there that's you know like a beacon of light for for all of us. Um, but other than the Niskanen trade and for what we see going on with Ellis, what trade has Chuck Fletcher won in his time with the Flyers? Yeah, like I, I still like like legit. And, I can't think of one. Yeah, and like you know. Like, the Braun trade is fine, but you didn't – it's not like you fleeced him. You gave up good assets for a good player. Like, you know, the Niskanen trade, Radko Gudis is still a good player, and you had to give up more than just him. Uh, I still will call the Ellis trade a win simply because you lost garbage. But, like, he played four fucking games, and we don't know if he's ever – like, they say he's going to play again. I hope he plays again. And plays well. I don't know. I, I, I've seen this guy play four games. Like what? He's just uh, the creativity that is going to be needed to make this offseason work. Man, he's just like, oh yeah, here's here's ghost and a pick for uh, literally nothing back. We just need to dump this salary. Like he's just so middling and uninspiring. He's like you're you're being nice, man. Like he he's a fucking potato. Like there's like th- th- there's nothing to. <laughs> I just spit beer everywhere. <laughs> well, that that's I, I hope it's a cheap beer because there's that's not a good thing to waste good beer. Oh no, it was a Miller. Don't worry about it. Okay, well that that's fine. That <laughs> um, just uh, last thing I'll throw out at you here is uh, uh, for trade deadline shit. Like who. Uh, uh, you know, who do you think made out the best there? Uh, I think the rich kind of got richer. Like, you know, Tampa is going all in because they don't care about their picks. It's it's time for them now. Uh, I, I think, you know, varying degrees. I think Edmonton got a little bit better, but like they stink anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I think Tampa, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be, be fun to watch. Hopefully uh, uh, that's Drew just, survives there. So, Yeah. Honestly, Florida really like. Jesus, the best team in the East got Claude Giroux. Like, I, I guess I, I'm like stupid not saying Florida there, but thanks a lot, Matt. Um, this, uh, these final 19 games now are like the penance we have to pay for what I really hope are like the best playoffs ever, uh, especially in this Eastern Conference. 
it's it's our only hope. It's the only the thing that's getting me through this. Okay, I gotta watch 19 more Flyers games, and then I get to watch some fucking awesome hockey every night for a few months. Like that's it. That's that's what's exciting me about getting to the end of this season. Uh, Johnny Dyer, Johnny, you're live on the post game. How's it, Bill? How you doing, hi, Johnny? Oh, I'm good. I could only listen to the game again. I got I got to hear Saunders and Coty, which is like again, it's fantastic. If you're not doing it, anybody who like can't watch the game, like listen to those guys because Coty is terrific. He's still terrific. That's like I love. I truly love JJ and like Keith Jones. He's my boy. Uh, but the radio crew, it's it's classic. It's classic yeah. hockey radio. It's like you're listening to fucking Slapshot. It's awesome. There's yeah. Uh, so do you think I know you talked about it but like does Fletcher fail up this off season does he uh, fail like, you know what I mean I know you've been talking yeah, about it yeah like I'm so torn I want this off season to work because I don't want to watch more shit hockey and I don't think they have it in them to rebuild so like I want I want this dumb plan to work but if it doesn't, is that ultimately the best thing? Because then they can't justify keeping him. I, so, you know, Kelly mentioned it the other the other week that those Stanley Cups were probably the worst thing to happen to the franchise because it just entrenched those guys. I'm wondering if the back-to-back AMAC and Risto signings are the best things to happen because then they'll get these they'll they'll realize that people aren't you know nobody wants to go watch a loser team, and and. You were talking about Risto, like being tough to play against. Like when, and and yeah, I mean like exactly. Like more, it's like, like he is, hits, is but Max like Wilman. Okay, I said this in the chat. Like he got depleted in this Oh my game. god, what a that beautiful was, hit! Oh, it, it was gorgeous. Like oh my god, imagine having Mozart. Like Jesus oh. Christ, that was a hit, and like a revert, like a a a straight up. Peter Forsberg fucking reverse hit like just he oh you have momentum skating into me good luck <laughs> like that was beautiful and like I hope he's okay I, I didn't hear he got hurt or anything like it was it was just a gorgeous hit yeah Risto only does that to his goalies I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's all that's the only people he does it to that's and when then, uh, during the broadcast during the broadcast JJ said uh oh this cider you would you wouldn't know he's 20 he plays with the poise of a 30 year old and all I thought was oh a 30 year old defenseman that that'll turn Chuck on maybe he'll get someone like that my god and so okay I'm pretty sure like Torchetti's not coming back I don't know exactly what he's done to for this power play other than like he's collecting a check at some point I'm pretty sure every two weeks and you know I, I've done no enough complaining I've done enough complaining about the assistant coaches and the special teams to be like you know what Pete um not Peter Laviolette uh <laughs> who the hell is the uh, Anne exactly. Jesus yes Anne LaPerriere was horrible as the PK coach but oh, yeah. you know what the problem with the special teams is the Flyers have a bunch of really bad players. Like, that's that's the ultimate. I don't care who the fucking coaches are. It does not matter. They have a bunch of really bad players, and that's the issue. Do you, Does Yo come back next season? I cannot imagine. Like, Yo could be Herb Brooks, and you can't bring back a coach with these results. Like, you can't bring back a guy who wins, like, five games in half of a season. You just can't do it. Like, I don't care. They're trying to, like, sell tickets and sell people on, oh, no, it was just a bad year, injuries. 
How can you bring back this coach? I have no clue. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it, but then there was a whole lot of things that like, and, and we're fairly reasonable people. I think like, even though we're fans, <laughs> well, like, you know, a lot of us would be like Risto at five and five point two, like, no, but Chuck was like, I got this. You fuckers. I'll take care of you. Yeah, like, imagine, imagine if his agent, like you're, you're sitting in like a movie style negotiation and you're sitting across the table and his agent slides that number across the table to you. <laughs> I would fucking lose it the way I did. And I'm literally like, I just had while you were talking to clean up the beer off my desk. Uh, <laughs> like I would laugh like that the way I just laughed at Matt calling Fletcher a potato. Yeah. If he, so if he told me he wanted five fucking million dollars. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I and I before I I like I I go or whatever. Um, so I listened to most of the BSH radio today. I didn't get to finish it, and there was there's been a little bit of talk of like, okay, does Sandheim come back? Does Provorov come back? Which one of those two do they trade? And most, you know, I think most of us would be like, I'd rather keep Sandheim. Um, and. But you've talked about it a little bit, like who they're going to get to play defense. I feel kind of the same way that you feel about the head coach. Like, what does it matter? What does it matter? Because next season is not going to be – they're not going to have this sudden turnaround. So, like, whoever you can get. Like, you want to put Kevin Connaughton back out there again? Fuck it. Why not? Like, who gives a shit? Because this, next season is going to be basically another wasted season. See what you have in in guys like Sanheim and Risto. Hopefully Ellis can play again. See where – um. Uh, not Cole Caulfield. Uh, see how he does, you know, back there. See, bring up Zimbabwe. not Cole Caulfield. I feel yeah. bit like that's no, the, I, it's. I, I like know, and I, I know I where you're coming great. from. I, I know where you're coming from. You're not talking shit. And like, you know, I said, like, one of the things I appreciate so much about like a player like Brandon Graham for the Eagles is you would have thought his name was not Earl Thomas yeah. forever, and then he ends up being a like. Honestly, a better player for this organization than Earl Thomas was for the fucking Seahawks, quite honestly. Uh, and Like, there is a path for Cam York to be a tremendous player, but we all wanted we all wanted Cole Caulfield, and he was right there. And they took someone else. They took yeah. someone else from the same fucking U.S. National Development Program. <laughs> and he's a ginger too, isn't he? Is he? I, anyone the fly like if the Flyers were interested, he must have had red hair. Like we talked about it on the podcast. If we talked about it on the podcast today, my wife's a redhead and she's old because I'm left-handed. She says, you know, there's left there's less redheads than there are left-handed people in the world, and the Flyers have like ninety percent of the league's redheads. Is there it, like it a, seems impossible? Is there a Wonderlick test for hockey? And then like the first question is, are you a redhead? And that's if you don't answer yes, they don't even fucking look at the rest of the test. It's the it's the only question on the flyers <laughs> on the flyers scout. <laughs> yeah, we really like that Cole Caulfield. He can score and everything, but you know, Cam York's sitting there with red fucking hair. We had to do it. Uh thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh I'm gonna bring Kelly in and I'm also gonna bring Patrick Reed Miller in. Uh what's going on tonight, Patrick? Hey, what's up, Bill? How you doing? Uh well, nineteen to go. Thank yep. God. It's that's it, I said it on the podcast today. Like I've spent months looking at these final 20 games after the trade deadline being like, that's the goal. Get to those final 20. And then like looking at the math, that's a quarter of the fucking season. <laughs> like there's still 19 games left. That's so many. And we were complaining about this in like December, how many games are left and we're still complaining. <laughs> 
Uh, we were in the 50s for two and a half months, I swear to God. Yeah, we were. I guess one positive thing, I mean, it's it's only two games, but it's nice to see maybe maybe there's something in Joel Faraby that Giroux saw. Maybe? But, like, I don't, I, I don't know what it's going to turn into, but Cares. It seems like he cares about all 200 feet of the ice, so I'm hoping he builds on that coming along. That's. I love trying him at center. Uh, not even just. Not even just if he's going to be a permanent center. Just to kind of see if he has that. Like you said, he cares about all 200 feet. Like give him as much responsibility as possible. Put everything on him and see what sticks. And like see if you can. Because they don't have many other ascending players. Like I like what I see in Owen Tippett, but I have no fucking idea if he's good or not. He's played two games here and he couldn't crack the lineup in Florida. So like, you know, we we have no idea. I hope he's good because Jesus, it's all we got. Like it's all we got for Claude Giroux, franchise legend. Uh, But how many other ascending players does this team have uh it's it, it's Farabee it's York and who else I mean I mean you could say connect me again but it's I mean he's what's he 25 at this point like that's he connect me and Provorov are in their prime they are I mean, they are what they are high in assists. He's coming up oh things. and that's that's why I brought Kelly in uh Hank's you have done, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I opened the show asking how much stock anyone is putting into uh, these final couple games, and like to connect these credit because he was the he was kind of the catalyst for this. He's been playing well for a little while now. Uh, whatever the analytics said about how he was getting unlucky early in the season, no, he he was playing like shit. Uh, he's been playing well for a little while now, though, and I, I'm starting to get sucked back in on TK. Am I crazy? Am I just am I falling into the delusion that like we call out you know regularly on the show? No, no. I mean, listen, we're fans of this stupid hockey team, and so oh, every don't remind every, me. Every once in a while, they're gonna suck us back in. It happens every time. It's the like, <laughs> it, it really is. And uh, thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, Kelly, like, how much – obviously, like I said, the play, the ascending players, Farabee, York, uh, Tippett, guys like that, they're fighting for they're fighting for their careers out there right now. Like they're they're establishing themselves as NHL players. So the evaluation for these last nineteen games is a little different. But guys, other guys in the lineup, like a like a TK, if they step up now, how much stock are you putting in that? Uh I don't know. It's hard to say. There's the summer is so long. I often wonder how much can carry over from the year before. Um, but. I mean, I think for us, it, it'll be nice to see that there are guys that are going to step up in Drew's absence. So that's good. I mean, they got, they have to keep us interested somehow. <laughs> so if it's going to be like Travis Konechny remembering that he knows how to play hockey. And that's uh, – I honestly – Honestly, I have to keep myself interested somehow. So if I have to talk myself back into Travis Konechny for the fourth time, like, I guess that's just what I'm going to do and be the insane person when he, you know, doesn't score a goal for the first two months of the season again. You know what I'm finding interesting over these last two games is I'm starting to wonder if if Cam York is going to fix Ivan Provorov. You know we've we've talked about and like we've talked about it on the show and how I said oh well he needs a number 1 next to him and it's like well Matt Niskanen wasn't a number 1 Mm-mm. ghost wasn't a number 1 like they're just kind of competent puck movers 
I, I said this weeks ago, put him next to York. Cause like, that's a, this is a big hole that needs fixing. If, yeah. if Ivan Provorov can be a part of this team, like that's one less thing. They need help at every single position uh, except starting goaltender. Like they still need a backup. They, they, they need every <laughs> single they need every single position on this team. If Ivan Provorov can be somewhat of a contributor because he's playing next to Cam York, like it, it, it solves a problem. I'm so glad they finally did it. And it just kind of proves they listen to BSH radio. Well, they obviously do, but also it, then I start to wonder, like, if Cam York does fix Ivan Provorov over the course of these next 19 games, what... Am I going to get sucked back into Provorov to Jesus Christ, no. how bad is the organization? But what what happens next year with Ryan Ellis? Like, then what do we do with Cam York? Where do we put him? Because we can't put him on the second pair because Rissa Linen has to play there forever, or we all perish, I guess. But we go just, and get a first pair defenseman to put with Ryan Ellis. <laughs> that's that's the that like that's the missing piece here. I still do not believe, even if Provorov is like better, I just believe him to be a good defensive defenseman who every now and then you'll be like, oh wow, is there something else? No, he can't do it consistently. He's a good defensive defenseman. Uh, you know, on average, that's probably what he'll end up being as long as he has a Cam York type next to him. Yeah. Uh, like you can't depend on that on your first pair. You need another first pair defenseman along with like three borderline all-star forwards. I don't know why I'm, I'm pretending that the problem we're going to have next year is too many good defensemen. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the problem. They played seven defensemen tonight and you can argue maybe four of them belong in the league. Yeah, I missed the beginning of the game, so I didn't realize they were playing 7D, and then I saw it about halfway through, and I was like, oh, and uh, all right, that's going really that's, well. They, I saw the tweets about it. Like, what the fuck is the point of this? I mean, I, like, uh, they're just on the road, and that's who was with them. They didn't have an extra – like, what is the point of uh, any of this? Like, during the broadcast, they're talking, oh, it must be hard, you know, for being like a Nick Sealer or a Kevin uh, – what, Connaughton? Am I yeah, Connaughton. Not Connaughton, it's Connaughton. Yeah, um, Connaughton. Like, oh, it must be hard, especially when you're one of those guys not getting their names called. It's like, you know what's really hard for these guys? Playing at this level because they're not good enough. Like, that's the real <laughs> difficult part. Uh, and, like, just dressing these guys in this game, it's absolutely pointless. But you know what? I think Mike Yo is maybe the only one with a brain in his head in this organization, and he has embraced the tank. Uh, you know, he pulled heart when they didn't have the puck tonight. That was stupendous. That he's was play- he's- incredible. <laughs> he- he's playing Yandel, <laughs> Sealer, and Connaughton. Like, he's going for it, baby. They're going to bring Nate Thompson back. I, I swear, he's going to get the interim tag pulled off of him, at least in my mind, by continuing to do this shit to make sure we get a top four pick. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to handle uh, what's-his-face Nate Thompson coming back. I can. I'm, not, I, I'm not sure it, I can handle it's it. It's the most excited I've been in a long time. Quite you know honestly. what? I'm I'm just worried that we're gonna lose Zach McEwen because Nate Thompson no. comes back. Oh no no no! Zach McEwen knows what's about to happen. What he got in two fucking fights. Tonight. Two Why fights. He, he this was a this was a Brandon Manning like performance from Zach McEwen tonight. <laughs> they can't pull me out if I fight. I'll get in two. Uh, and <laughs> 
like I, I think it's genius. I Zach McEwen, Joel Farabee, Cam York. I can't think of anyone else I like on this team other than Carter Hart. Like everyone else can go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's about the extent of the list. I don't need anybody and else. And, like, one of those players isn't very good. He Listen, he's trying hard every shift. I love him. He's, he's everything I've wanted. You put him with two good fourth liners, you'll have a good fourth line. I legitimately, and I'm not even fucking around, legitimately want him on the team next year. Oh, without I'm going to be very upset if he's not on the team next year. He has to be. And, like... This is the part of, and maybe it's just our stupid flyers brains, because even though we talk about how the Broad Street bullies are a sickness, like we're infected. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I do think like part of the appeasement of the fan base will be like when they sign restricted free agent Zach McEwen. Well, that's the thing. That's where you that's where you put that guy on the yeah. fourth line to play yeah, eight plays, minutes a night. Yeah, you he plays seven minutes and spends another five in the penalty box. Right. Like, you don't sign him to you know five by five and put him on the second pair. For, like that's not what you do. You get oh, a fourth Jesus. liner and he punches the faces. That's how it's supposed like, to be. I, I I'm really starting to feel bad because this team has so many problems and we just go back to, to Risto because it's so easy. He, he makes I mean he makes it easy. And like the organization makes it so simple. Like they gave that guy twenty five and a half million dollars. He played the worst first period of maybe anyone on the team this year, and this is a horrible fucking team. Yeah. I uh I saw the replay of the uh the screening of Carter Hart. It was breathtaking. Like the assault of Carter Hart. He's a professional hockey player, and he was doing it for like a, a long time, like long enough that at some point his brain should have been like, "Wait, I shouldn't be straddling my goaltender's face. Perhaps I should back up a little bit." But it, it, no, it just like, kept happening. It, not only is he a professional hockey, like Nick Sealer is a professional hockey player. Rasmus Ristolainen is on his second deal with a cap hit over five million dollars. Like, yeah. How much? What? How much has he made? Career earnings? He's at thirty three point seven million. At Go this retire, point. dude. You could probably live a nice, tidy life with thirty three million dollars in Finland. I don't know. That definitely doesn't include the next con. Yeah, the last one was thirty two four, and his first one was five point three. And yeah, and now he's getting another twenty five. So this guy's gonna make like seventy million fucking dollars. I mean, good for him, but also like just retire. <laughs> you got enough. It's not a thirty five plus contract. It wouldn't kill us if he retired. That'd be great. That'd be fine. Yeah, go home, buddy. All right. Thanks for joining me, Hinkle. I just I just needed no someone problem. to. No problem. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. We got 19 more of these. Uh, I think I'm going to do – it's my goal to do 18. Now, you know, sometimes I just get pissed and skip them. Uh, but I- I'm going to skip WrestleMania Sunday. Um, I believe that's April 3rd. But I'm planning on doing the other 18 unless, you know, literally anything else comes up but no i'm planning on doing the other 18 uh so i I hope you're all here to join me through these uh next uh, tortuous and ultimately meaningless hockey games that the philadelphia flyers will play so thank you all for listening thank you for hanging out uh if you haven't already you got to hit that subscribe button just search broad street hockey wherever there are podcasts and boom 
Content, content, content. So much content, you know the whole spiel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.